Scofflaws is a show about the history of crime, criminals, and the investigation thereof. There may be discussion of adult themes and generally icky stuff. Also, neither host is a legal professional, and this show does not contain any legal advice. Remember, crime doesn't pay. Unless you're really good at it. Hello, and welcome to the Scofflaws, a history of law and disorder. My name is Sean, and joining me as always is my lovely co-host, Kate. Say hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Oh, oh the voiceover IP gods are not being kind to us right now. The what gods? The voiceover IP gods. You know, oh, Voipinator. <laughs> oh, God. And my neighbors uh, are being loud tonight. So Willie's going nuts. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, listeners, Kate and I are trying to do this through Skype so we can see each other and we don't talk over each other so much. Kate is moving at an astounding <laughs> two frames per second right now. Sean's moving normal, just blurry. <laughs> All right. Um, what was I going to say? I had a bit. I had a bit I was going to do. and Oh, I remember. Uh, Kate. Sean, what is your immediate reaction, like your immediate gut reaction to meeting someone that has the same name as you? I ask them if they're a true Katie. (laughs) (laughs) And most people, uh, when their name is, when their name is Katie, it's shortened from something. So I always have to ask because my full name is Katie. I didn't know that. I only started going by Kate because of college. Fair enough. This is a question I asked to a bunch of people with different names. As far as I can tell, people that are named Ben vie for dominance by when their birthdays are. And Sean- That scans with the Bens, I know. <laughs> and Sean's and Cody's just instantly hate each other. Uh, is that how it worked with Cody Gr- Cody sh- edit out those last names? <laughs> yes, Cody G and Cody S when they when they first like found out about each other did not like each other. <laughs> I I asked both of them. It, it's it's okay. It's weird. It's weird that people who have same names have same reactions to other people with the same names. I have to ask my brother. My brother's name is Cody. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, Anywho, oh wait, hold on a minute. Something's coming over the desk. It's a Florida man uh-oh, alert. Uh-oh. Florida man, America's favorite superhero. Uh, a new headline has come across our desk, and it's a humdinger of a of a headline here, folks. It's let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six. It is nine words, but these nine words paint such a fucking picture. <laughs> Florida man attacks jogger with sword over pile of trash. I have a question. Go for it. Are they standing on like standing over a pile of trash or is that what just what Florida man is fighting this person for? 
Uh, Florida man thought this guy wanted his pile of trash and okay, attacked him stands. with, from what I see here, it looks like a full-on longsword. Don't do bath salts, kids. <laughs> no, no. Maybe just stay away from, like, a, bu- a big chunk of Florida. <laughs> just go to Disney. Everywhere else is fucked. Because you never know where Florida man will strike. But you sure as hell know they can't afford Disney World. Nope, nope. There's a surprisingly scant number of stories about Florida Man crossed with Disney World stories. All right. So after that harrowing tale of Man v. Jogger, what are we talking about today? Um, Another harrowing tale of the Haymarket riots that happened here in Chicago. All right, from Florida to Chicago, let's do this. All right, so a lot of us learned about the Florida... Or... <laughs> yes, a lot of us have learned about Florida Man, America's greatest superhero. You're not going to let me edit that out, are you? I do the editing. I control the horizontal and the vertical. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe it took me a whole year to get you to flip me off. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yes, the Haymarket Riots. Uh, The Haymarket Riots, which most people have learned about. They happened in Chicago in 18... 1886. Got there in the end. Yep, I got there. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> so basically, it was the symbol of the labor rights movement that was just starting to gather steam at this point. And they were fighting for a lot of different things, but it's a very long history that we'll only cover like the top of. Basically... What happened was there's a an organized labor movement in Chicago for several years, and this labor movement they um, this is the lead up to it. So this is not what happened initially, but like this is like why the riot became a thing. Uh, so this labor movement in Chicago called the Federation of Organized Trades and Labor Unions. That's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. It's when you're dyslexic, it's very hard to read it. They uh, they sent out uh, a questionnaire that asked like people like, "What do you want out of your work?" And it was, "Oh, we want eight hour work days." So right now, if this was an HBO series, we're like in the first two episodes of the Haymarket Riot, the HBO series. Yes, exactly. So uh, this organization. They called for a nationwide movement for the eight-hour workday on May 1st, 1886. And so, kind of, it wasn't super radical, because uh, in Illinois, the there was kind of already the standard of an eight-hour workday, but it wasn't super into law. It wasn't codified, it was just expected. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't enforced. 
There we go. There we go. Yeah, I got there eventually. So as part of like pre-employment, these people were forced to sign a waiver saying, yeah, we'll work 10 hour days if they wanted the job. Not 10 hours, more than 10 hours. But yeah. Yeah. No, those are no fun. I've done that shift. Yep. So on May 1st was the whole day. Oh, what someone on earth is wearing was some that? sort of fun engine outside my window. <laughs> so loud! Is someone mowing their lawn at 8 at night? Oh, what good. The they're hell? done. <laughs> I, you know, I bet it was like a penny racer. I bet it was one of those kinds of jackals. Yes. That sounds about right. All right, oh, and now the Haymarket. dogs don't like it. Yes, back to Haymarket. So basically, that meeting was on May 1st, and then on May 3rd, there was another meeting where one person was killed and several were injured as police intervened to, here's heavy quotes, this is biased sourcing, friends, intervened to, quote, protect strike breakers and intimidate strikers during a union action at the McCormick Harvesting Machine Company. Unquote. Sounds about right. This is a very, this is very much a bias source. This is Encyclopedia Britannica that I just quoted from. Yeah. So. That's legit. Yeah. So. The other source, which is from the Illinois Labor History website, the, excuse me, Illinois Labor History Society website, if you want a mouthful. And you know I do. They say the same thing, but they say, quote, on May, on Monday, May 3rd, the peaceful scene turned violent when the Chicago police attacked and killed picketing workers at the McCormick plant at Western and Blue Island. I feel that headline gets used way too often. What? Peaceful protest turns violent. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, there weren't as many protections back then as there are now. But that was kind of the catalyst for what we consider the Haymarket Riot. Uh, I'm going to take it back a step and talk about the organizers because I think they're really cool. So you've got two organizers... And this is a racer at its finest. It, they were an interracial couple. All right. They were the organizers. Yes. So uh, it was Lucy and Albert Parsons. Lucy was born a slave in Texas uh, in the 1850s. She was African-American, Native American, and Mexican. All no right. one talks That's... about her. That's quite a hodgepodge and points to her for organizing something like this at that time. Yep. Um, Albert, she married Albert after the Civil War and he's he was a printer and a member of a, a labor union and all that fun stuff. All right. And together they fought crime. Exactly. Crime against the workers. So basically Lucy headed a lot of this. He, Albert was gone. Uh, in Ohio when she organized a peaceful march that turned violent. 
and leads us to the actual Haymarket riot. I hope you're not expecting a joke, because right now you sound like someone stringing a key across a violin. <laughs> Curse you, Voipakiss! I've learned to make pauses at the end of my complicated thoughts. Yeah, those work well when I can hear the thoughts. I'm just sort of listening <laughs> to the void right now. Oh god, okay. This is gonna be a uh, fun episode to string together. Oh, I bet. So... Continue. I'll I'll work it out as best I can. A protest meeting was planned for Haymarket Square on May 4th. No one really knows what happened, though. Like, the events. Because it was all so just convoluted. But the mayor of Chicago at the time, Carter Harrison, gave his blessing. And he was actually there as an observer. Basically... Hey, you sound like Dick Doug right now. Who? Dick Doug. I like the the Pokemon. <laughs> uh, that might be a little bit before your time. It was it was in a, like a NES character who tunneled through dirt and inflated <gasps> things until oh! they blew up. The Nintendo was weird. Yeah, it's been a minute. There's there's gonna be a lot of after effect jokes so, going on here. Anyway. You just go. Okay. Uh, so basically, a lot of speakers didn't show up. So it was kind of doomed from the start because not a lot of speakers showed up. And they, the Parsons and the other labor organizers expected 20,000 people. Only 2,500 people showed up. They basically, what happened, which is kind of the collective memory we weren't quite sure, uh, was that um, a whole bunch of police arrived after most everyone had left and, like, demanded that everyone go their separate ways. Uh, And then someone threw a bomb? A bomb. Nice. Someone came prepared. Yeah, no one knows who. To this day, historians have no idea who threw it. And then police responded with Random gunfire. With, with the common response to explosives. Yeah. Uh, the official uh, toll is that seven police officers were killed and 60 others were wounded. And as far as civilians go, uh, four to eight civilians were killed, estimated, and 30 to 40 injured. Damn, those, some, uh, those, not, those aren't some rookie numbers right there. They're not. That's why this is called a riot. Basically, this sparked a counteroffensive for people in Illinois against labor unions and immigrants. Labor unions and immigrants. Everyone's favorite thing to throw blame at. Well, usually they go hand in hand. They kind of do, yeah. So, a whole bunch of anarchists were involved as well, which it caused a lot of, a lot more angst against anarchists because that was a thing people didn't like anarchists would you say they had a vendetta eh eh I don't know if you can see my face right now but I'll see myself out thank you (laughs) I gave you a mom look to end all mom looks yes yes I mean no please don't I can't do this without you so 
basically, the reason that anyone was apprehended for this is that eight anarchist leaders were apprehended, but they weren't even there. This is a very confusing... I thought I knew a little bit about the Haymarket riot, and I knew nothing. So... Well, riots don't tend yeah. to be the most organized and easy to record thing. They're sort of, in essence, chaos. Well, yeah, and also the the riot sparked martial law throughout the entire country. Wow, the entire country. Yes. That wow, that is quite that is quite a bit of splash damage right there. Like, I could see martial law in Chicago, but for it to make it throughout the country, we have a pretty honking big country. We do. Even in 1886, we had most of it. So, um, by August, actually, the end of May, those eight anarchist leaders were apprehended, even though most of them weren't there. And the jury said they were guilty, all but one of them. They were all guilty of something. Seven of them were sentenced to hang for treason. And the eighth was sentenced to 15 years of hard labor. They're guilty. We're not sure of what, but we know they're guilty of something. Yes. National pressure kind of forced the governor to try to change the sentences. So the governor, the day before the execution, changed the sentences of two of the men to life in prison. Although five of the eight were still scheduled to be hung the next day. Oof-a-doof. In all, only four were hanged. Uh, The fifth one committed suicide. But they... uh, So it was Adolf Fisher... George Engel, Albert Parsons, and August Spies. They were hanged on November 11th, 1887. And get this, on, in, excuse me, in 1893, Governor Altgeld in, in Illinois pardoned the men. Still alive. Of course he did. But, but Kate, you really buried the lead there in that we did not take a chance to discuss what an awesome name August Spies is for an anarchist. I think all but Parsons were immigrants. I'm just saying, if I was making a bomb-throwing anarchist for a D&D game, they would be named August Spies. Yep. So, yeah. That's the Haymarket Riots. And I heard about half of it. Hey, Market Riot. <laughs> oh, goodness. And now we reach the portion of the podcast where I make funny faces at Kate, so I have laugh tracks for later. Oh, you have plenty of laugh tracks. Oh, God, I just switched back to my camera. <laughs> <laughs> I usually have the camera off when I'm talking to you so I can read my prompt. Um uh, no, there's plenty of laugh tracks in the dialogue. <laughs> right on. 
All right. Well, I'm sure that once I go back and edit it, it'll be very informative. Yeah, it'll be a, a lot drier than we're used to. But yes. So actually, this is where Labor Day comes from. From gruesome, gruesome death, like most of our holidays. Yeah. So actually, fun fact, the half of the American labor movement observed May 1st as Labor Day, whereas the other half observed September or the first Monday in September as Labor Day. Huh. I didn't realize there was contention over it. Yep, it didn't unify until after the Russian Revolution when the May 1st date uh, was associated with communism. So people are afraid of communism, and therefore that's why we have Labor Day the first week in September. Well, let's be fair. People are still afraid of communism. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. It's so bad. Communism's the worst. Boo! Communism! (laughs) We're saying this satirically. Of course just so we you are. Know, it's just another form of economics. Do, do I need to make the boo more sarcastic? Boo! No, that just became a ghost. There you go. <laughs> oh, if you ever, listeners, are in the Chicago area and you want to visit the monument, there is a Haymarket Martyrs Monument in a cemetery in Forest Park which is a suburb right next to Chicago. It's directly west. It's about one of the closest suburbs there are. There's a, there's a lot of suburbs of Chicago. Oof. Oof. So here's, here's some uh, drama involving statues. Uh, in 1889, a statue dedicated to the slain police officers was put in Haymarket Square... And then it was moved in the 1970s because too many leftist radicals were destroying it. That was deemed to be in poor taste. (laughs) An official government commemoration was placed in Haymarket Square at the site of the riot in 2004, where you can still see it today. The official name is the Haymarket Memorial. And I'm sure it's going to sound a lot like Encyclopedia Britannica, blaming the poor workers and the poor immigrants for causing disruption in the great city of Chicago. And that's about as opinionated as I'm going to get. So go there, see the statue, and just say to the statue, hey, thanks for Labor Day. And then spin around and walk away because people are going to look at you like a crazy person. Or, alternatively, thanks for the eight-hour workday. People are still going to look at them like a crazy person. It's Chicago, not New York. People in Chicago <laughs> notice. Do they? And from my experience, they have. At the very least, the king of the hobos does. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yep. Yeah. Um, I think that about wraps us up. Uh, I'm going to close this out while the internet decides it wants to be nice to me for a moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, visit us on our website, scofflawspodcast.com. Uh, visit us on Facebook, Scofflaws, A History of Law and Disorder. Uh, Twitter, at Scofflawscast. Uh, visit our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash scofflawspodcast. 
I think that's right. I hope it's right. Aww. I don't want to have to do more post work in this. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it for our, our normal plugs. Um, yeah. Do you have anything, Kate? No. All right. Let's pull up that dumb law. Yeah, do it. Here we go. Here's one that's common sense out of Rhode Island. Ropes may not be strong across a highway. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's sad that they had to codify it in the books, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I kind of just want to go watch Blues Brothers. Oh well. Uh, this has been Scofflaws, A History of Lawn Disorder. My name is Sean, and this has been my co-host, Kate. Say bye, Kate. Bye, Kate. This whole episode was a blooper. Just just rewind, listen to the episode again. There's your blooper. Okay, bye.